It is so good to be with you this morning, church family. Uh, listen, if you've never uh, been here before, if you're fresh, if you're new, my name is Pat. I am a senior pastor here at the Movement Church. Um, please forgive me. I actually am supposed to be uh, walking with my cane, and I refuse to preach with it. So I'm going to um, hobble through this message, but the, but the point of it is, is I'm going to be able to bring to light some things that I think are really important. In my humanity this morning, as we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus here this morning. And what I want to say to you is, is that we're not just celebrating the resurrection of Jesus, but we're celebrating more specifically the resurrection power of Jesus in our life, in our circumstances. Um, and what I know is that Jesus' resurrection power has had and will continue to have uh, for all of eternity a direct impact on the eternal existence of humanity, that all of us have eternal existence. This is what I would want you to know, that every single one of us have an eternal existence. Now, the question becomes, is it eternal life or is it eternal death? And Jesus, what we have been celebrating this weekend, what we've been remembering, celebration oftentimes is just a rhythm of remembrance. So once a year, you celebrate what? A birthday. What are you doing? You're in the rhythm every year of remembering the birth of somebody, and you go, high five, you're amazing. We celebrate you today. So today we're celebrating, we're in this rhythm of remembrance that once you remember the resurrection power of Jesus for our eternal existence, for our eternal existence, either eternal life or eternal death. Um, It's a right now reality. What I would like to say to you this morning as we talk about this, that it's a right now reality that Jesus' resurrection power is a right now reality. Um, and it's, it's a right now reality for your eternal existence, but also for your everyday existence. Sometimes I think what happens is, is we, can, we can say like, yeah, Jesus is risen from the dead. But the big question, and I'm, I, and I'm just going to use myself, what I'll promise to do is be vulnerable and transparent in front of you to make you feel more comfortable. If you, if you can relate, then you can just go like, okay, you can grab that and you can relate with me. Uh, but I'm going to be the first to be vulnerable. And what happens with me is I'm like, okay, God, thank you for eternity. But what about today? <laughs> Is anyone with me? Like, thank you that my eternal existence was at play and your power of the resurrection over my life is at play for my eternal life. But what about my life today? You know, when I woke up this morning, fill in the blank of all the hundred million things that could be going on in humanity. And what I want you to know today is that the resurrection power that we're celebrating today plays a part in your eternity and in your everyday. We're going to start out in a scripture. If you joined us on Good Friday uh, two days ago, we celebrated. Sounds crazy, but we celebrated. What's good about the Friday that Jesus Christ, this man that, by the way, secular uh, um, it's like studiers of, of history, historians, secular um, studies that would, would study humanity, sociology, they all agree that Jesus was a man. They agree in the history of the man Jesus. Here's the disagreement. Where is his body? This is the, this is the debate today. And so 
We celebrated Good Friday. Why? Why is it good? Because Jesus Christ actually began the process of reconciling what we can't reconcile on our own, and it was good. And we can call it good because we know the end of the story. And so I'm going to take us back to that moment that Jesus died. He gave his last breath on the cross. I want to take us back there. So I want to go back so that we can begin. In Luke 23, 46, Jesus' last words before his death on the cross were this. Then Jesus shouted. He didn't say. He didn't mumble. He didn't groan. He didn't complain. He didn't grumble. (laughs) He said, Father, I commit. The word commit is to entrust or commit. I commit my spirit into your hands. And with those words, he breathed his last breath. And all of creation... Like in my mind, I think like all of creation must have began like like the the the, the longest breath hold ever of like <gasps> And what I love about this is Jesus is repeating something that was said earlier in history. In fact, what Jesus just said in this moment was something that King David in the book of Psalms has said. That King David His words were repeated by King Jesus. That a king of the Jews, David, the king of the Jews, Jesus, added something extra to David's words. This is what David said, though. David said, For you are my rock and my fortress. Therefore, for your name's sake, lead me and guide me. Pull me out of the net which they, who are they? They are all of the enemies. They are all of the people. They are all of the things. They are all the circumstances. They are all of the worries. They are all of the anxiety anxiety points. They, he says, pull me out of the net which they secretly laid for me. For you are my strength. And then, and then the famous words that we just read that Jesus said, listen to what David said. Into your hand, I commit my spirit. And to finish this statement, he says, you have redeemed me, O Lord, God of truth. David's absolute trust and commitment to trusting God with his everyday existence But what's fascinating that we have to know is when David said it, the words that Jesus repeated, when David said it, David wasn't saying it with an eternal perspective. David was saying it with an everyday perspective. He was saying, hey, the troubles, the, the trials, the sorrows, the pains, the hurts, you know, all the things that we experience in humanity, the loss, the grief, all of these things, God... Thank you, you have redeemed me. I commit my, my life into your hands. And then Jesus repeats these words. And when Jesus does, Jesus just doesn't repeat them, but he adds an extra layer to them for you and I. It'd be one thing to read David's words and be encouraged, which we should. To be encouraged, family, that we can read what this person in history said, David, the king of the Jews, that he... See, he was saying to God, no matter what's going on, I'm going to trust you with my life. But then we're given, because of what Jesus said, we're giving this extra layer where Jesus' words and saying this give another dimension and meaning, that, meaning to them. Jesus is actually bringing your eternity now into play.
David, you're every day. Jesus now, he brings your eternity into play. And this is what Jesus was saying in this moment. He was saying, eternal God, I commit the eternal life of my eternal existence as the eternal son of the eternal father for the redemption of the eternal life of humanity. That in this interesting connection in what Jesus said two days ago plays a powerful role, a significant role into today. Because now, Jesus' resurrection power is a reality on both. You and I need the power of Jesus' resurrection in our eternity. But I know that I need his resurrection power in my everyday. Number one, resurrection power for eternity. Jesus shouts this, that I commit and I entrust my spirit into your hands. He breathes his last breath. Let, let's, let's break these words down a little bit. I'm a little bit of a word nerd. and I don't know if any of you can relate. It's like you read a word and you're like, what does it really mean? This word commit, what does it mean? Because we, we, we talk about commitment, don't we? He's just not committed. <laughs> if you love it, then you better put a ring on it. If he was committed, there'd be a ring on it. Can I get an amen? Yeah, some of the ladies in the house are like. <laughs> You're just afraid to commit. This word commit is much deeper than the surface. This word means to entrust. It means to actually deposit, to confidently give over all of your time. I talked to this on Friday, but like, look, it's to confidently give over all of your time. When you're committed to something, it doesn't matter how long it takes. Too often we say we're committed to something when it doesn't work out in the time that we think it should work out and we walk away from it. We call it a divorce. But you're not the God of time, and neither am I. So our commitment is like, you can have all my time, my being in this. So it's when I commit my spirit, what is that? The essence of who I am, my existence, the very core of my soul. And a lot of times in our, in our faith, what we do is we say, God, I'm, God, I'm committed to you, Jesus. And then we, like, we, we commit our kids to Jesus because God knows they need some Jesus. God, you can have my kids. So my kid, God, Father, right now, I just commit little Johnny to you. You can have him back. <laughs> I'm going to whoop this boy's butt in a second, but, oh, but Jesus, yeah. You are his redeemer. You're going to redeem him from the backside of my slipper. <laughs> Amen. So the spirit of who we are, given over and committed, it's not just a piece. It's not just your relationship. It's not just your finances. It's just not a piece. It's, it's actually the entirety of who you are. It's, it's every single ounce. You know, it's all the, all the pieces of you that you're afraid to make vulnerable. 
It's every ounce of you that you think you got it on your own. And this idea of committing this into to God's hand, you know, when I hear that, I'm like, God's hand. <laughs> you know, what's a hand? But this word hand means strength or power. But let me give you a, a picture of what this means when you look this word up. It actually means uh, the room, specifically a strong room of a banker. So let's think about this. David and Jesus are saying to God the Father, of all the places that I could deposit the essence of who I am, the most secure place is in the innermost strong room of the bank of heaven. It's better than FDIC insured. Okay? There is so much security in what this means. It means that your eternal existence with Jesus is locked securely in the Father's strong room for eternity. There's an eternal security in this. And what I love about this, this means that no thief can penetrate that. No thief can duplicate that. It means that no thief can steal away from God what you deposit in his hands. It brings a level of certainty in, a, in an uncertain world. How many of you have, have felt some uncertainty before in your life? Six months ago, let me tell you something. I woke up in a hospital in the state of Utah facing the fact of uncertainty in humanity. When I asked, like, what, 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 what's happened? I was faced with the reality of my uncertainty as, as a human being in some regards. Well, Pat, you were, you were killed in the middle of a road by a driver who was inebriated. I was faced with this reality. And, and what I remember thinking was like, nothing that matters Nothing that I thought that matters really matters. What matters is my eternal security. And what matters is my family. What matters are my children. My eternity and my everyday represented in these things. John 6, 39, and this is the will of God that I should not lose. This is Jesus speaking, by the way. This isn't me. <laughs> like, I'm probably going to lose you. <laughs> I've left, yeah, I have seven kids. I left a couple at a hotel one time. I didn't know until we got to the restaurant and we saw two of them running down the street. I'm not saying you would ever do that to your children, but I'm just admitting that I did. One of those children I had thrown into a ceiling fan at the age of two by accident. I just, I want you to feel comfortable here today, knowing that you're probably much better than the pastor. 
I'm human, man. Like, look at you're gonna get my humanity. So this, so this is not me speaking. I'm not the hero of the story. I'm the human of the story, and I'm gonna share my humanity because we we have this together. We have this in common. But I'm not the hero. Jesus is the hero. So this is the will of God that I, Jesus, now we've established that, I, Jesus, should not lose even one of all those that he has given me, security, but that I should raise them up at the last day. Not only are you secure, but depositing your life, but there's something to come. For it is my Father's will that all who see his Son and believe in him should have what? Eternal life. This is what's at play. Your eternity. Eternal life. Eternal death. And he says, I will raise them up on the last day. You and I's eternal security is guaranteed through Jesus. This is the the interesting fact. The number one thing that I think is troubling society, specifically our young generation, that we call Gen Z, the number one medical issue Anxiety. Do you know what anxiety is? The absolute inability to find any security for your future. The total opposite of what Jesus gives. In the last three years, we have more people that are anxious, more people that are on anxiety medication, more people that are depressed, more people that are taking their life. We're America. By the way, the reason I say we're America is because we're the first world, first world country. And we're, we're also, in the very, very fascinating sense, as a first world country, being America, America, we're one of the only countries that the average life expectancy of a human in the population of America is going backwards. Third world countries are progressing and we're regressing. I think we have a security issue. I think we're searching. Listen, what this proves is there's something eternal inside of you and inside of me. And we're searching for a security to bring certainty. And I, I, I just... I just you probably already know this. I'm preaching to the choir. But did you know whether you vote Republican or Democrat isn't going to solve that? I know that's shocking. Donkey or elephant. Neither one of those animals were on the cross. In fact, I'm suspect of both animals. If you know what I'm saying. All right. There's, there's no magic, like, retirement funds to put your money in to create that security. There's no pill you can take to keep yourself from just the human existence of running into the back of a car in the middle of a race in Utah. Just being real. The only security, the only thing we have is the right now resurrection power over you and I's eternal Existence is made secure in Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. And this is what happens. If there's no security in my eternity, then my every day doesn't matter. This is where we're at. I, I, I'm not a scholar. 
I just am good at like watching what's going on around us. And here's what I see in society. Today doesn't matter. So I'll fill it with anything that pleases me. It doesn't matter how damaging it is. It doesn't matter. I don't, I don't, I'm not even sure about tomorrow. What, what is happening? There's such a breakdown in our eternal security that our every day stops mattering. And I have to tell you something. You matter today. The resurrection power of Jesus matters today. It's a, it's a right now thing, even though it's a not yet thing. I'm not yet, and I'm very thankful for this. I really mean this. I'm thankful that I can say this, that my time didn't expire six months ago. I appreciate the applause. But my point is, is that there's a not yet power in our eternity, but there's a right now power to our every day. The resurrection power for every day, Romans 6, 4, for we died and we were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised, just as we celebrate this resurrection power of what happened today, thousands of years ago, is Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious what? Power of the Father now. Now. Not tomorrow. Not next week. Right now. We also may live new lives. You also right now can experience the reality of the resurrection power of Jesus Christ in your life. It's a it's a thing that is yet to come, but it's a right now reality. And here's what I know, that if he gave you and I the ability to experience new life, that there's an enemy that's at play this side of heaven called death. And death is greedy. <laughs> greedy is like you got some, but you keep coming back with your hand out and you want more. In so many aspects of life, this happens, that death is greedy, and it's going to return with the goal of getting you and I to return to the grave that Jesus had just raised us from. Look, there's things in your life when you say yes to Jesus that you're putting your eternal life in his hands, but there's an everyday life perspective, and death wants to whisper a melody like this melodic death march in your ear at times through, through different circumstances to get you to have the perspective that you're back in the grave and you're not, it's a lie. You've been raised with Christ Jesus when you put your commitment in him. You've been raised to a new life. A new life means that the grave is now empty. That means something for Jesus, but that means something for you. But the, like, like the devil loves to whisper his little melodic death march in our ear, like, hey, you, hey, you remember that thing? Like, okay, I'm gonna be vulnerable. Sometimes there's these things like, hey, remember when you were 12 years old and you said this thing to this person? Dude, you're like, you're the devil, Pat. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, yeah, I really blew it when I was 12 years old. 
Or how about, hey, I, you know, devil's like, hey, remember when you were 16 and you were in that situation, that person took advantage of you? See, and then the devil gets greedy and is like, that's proof that your life is insignificant, that you don't matter. If you disappeared today, no one would know the difference. You don't make an impact on the world and the life around you. Sometimes we begin listening to the melody of that death march and we're like, yeah. Yeah. You know what? I don't. Death is greedy. It desires to present itself in our lives, in our everyday existence. But God, we have the resurrection power that we're celebrating today to declare over those things, sometimes daily. In fact, I will tell you that I need it daily. Personally, <laughs> I need it daily. John 16, Jesus says, I've told you all of this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. See, family, we're living this side of heaven. We're going to deal with things. This helps me. Can I, can I, can I just be transparent with you? This helps me a ton walking through the season that I'm in in life. To say that I'm just a, I'm just a guy, I'm just a dude, I'm just human. <laughs> and because I'm living this side of the reality of Jesus Christ returning and finishing all this, I'm living this side of heaven, this is what I know. There's going to be trials. There's going to be heartbreaks. There's going to be sorrows. And Thursday morning, I woke up at about 2, well, at about means I was going to be general, but I'm going to give you the exact time. Uh, at 2.39 in the morning, which happens every once in a while, I, I, I woke up. Lots of things are going on in the middle of the night over my body. Lots of discomfort, lots of pain, things happening. Listen, I'm not, I, I want you to understand this. I'm, I'm sharing this with you because I want you to understand the existence of humanity and what happens. At a certain point, I'm just like laying there in my bed thinking about an accident that I was involved in six months ago and how it's impacted my life and my everyday existence. And sometimes in the enemy wants to get in and wants to start saying things to you in these moments. And I really just struggled and I was like, Lord, like I'm awake. There's nothing good on Netflix. Formula One's not on. <laughs> Supercross is not. Like I, I'd laundry list all the things that I'm going to do before I land on this. So God, would you just, as I'm here and I'm available and I'm present, do you have something to say to me? Do you have a reality for me to grab a hold of in this? 
So at 5.15 in the morning, I just said, <clears throat> this has been long enough. I'm going to get up. My favorite part of the day. It's my favorite part of the day. This is when the glory of God shows up, is when I make coffee for my wife. It's, I'm telling you, listen to this. Get up in the morning. I use this espresso bean coffee that gets ground fresh, and I put it in a French press, and I heat up some water, and I have a milk frother, and I get some goat. Are you laughing at me? Girl, you're going to line up. You're going to want some, man, and get done with this. Watch this. I got this milk frother. Does anyone else use a milk frother? No. Oh. Okay. So I have this milk frother, and I get the goat. Listen, I get the goat milk out of the refrigerator that we order from an Amish farm in Pennsylvania. Yes, you heard me correct. A bit bougie, but... And then I get the raw honey that we also order from that Amish farm in Pennsylvania. And I put a little over a tablespoon and a half of that honey in the bottom of a cup for my wife. And I, I heat this milk up that's cold because I want it to be warm and frothed before I mix it with espresso bean coffee. And, and then I, I take that boiling water and I dump it in the, in the French press. And you can, you can smell like a waff of like like coffee first thing in the morning. How many, right now, you, how many of you are sensing the glory of what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's good. And then, and, I take, and then I mix them, and I mix them together, and then I take a little sip. See, here's the thing. I can't even drink coffee, but the, there, there's glory in this moment. I'm telling you, you guys are going to be knocking at my door, lined up now. Like, give me some of this goat milk, Amish farm, raw honey, whatever you're talking about. I don't even know what a frother is, but froth me. getting frothy for Jesus. <laughs> Man, I'm standing there, and I'm just in this moment enjoying the smell of this coffee, this glory moment of caffeine <laughs> hitting my nostril. I'm like, this is amazing. And I just said to myself, I don't have what it takes. I can't do this. I'm tired body has just been in pain. and I'm, God, I don't know what's going on. I get my eternal existence is in your hands. But God, I'm really struggling right now with my everyday existence. You may relate to this. And I just began crying. If you would have caught me, I would have said it was the coffee. I just began crying in the moment. And I just remember saying audibly out loud, yes, talking to myself in the kitchen. I said, God, I need your resurrection power of my life right now. I'm human. I'm heartbroken. My body will probably never be the same. But God, you have a resurrection power that can rest on my life today. My question to you this morning is, what is your response when you're feeling the weight of that?
Colossians 2.12 says, For you were buried with Christ when you were baptized, and with him you were raised to new life. Because what? You trusted, you committed, you deposited your life into his strong room. Because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. It's, it's, in this, it's in this reality now I'm able to say, devil, we no longer have to listen to the melody of your death march. Devil, devil, I, I'm, I'm French, press, Amish, farm, Pennsylvania, honey, coffee, goat milk, frothing in my kitchen. Don't have to listen to the melody of death from the devil any longer. What I realize is, that potentially you in your life have things going on that today you may say, you know what? We need the resurrection power of Jesus in this situation, in this relationship, in this health circumstance. I love this scripture in 1 Corinthians 15. I'm going to end with this scripture. This is what it says. This guy, Paul, wrote this to these people that were living in Corinth, and he says he's reminding them of the power of Jesus' resurrection, and listen to what he says to them. He says, death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh death, is your victory? Where, O oh death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. That there is a moment in our lives that we realize the sting of what transpired is haunting us at times, but Jesus Christ has given us the resurrection power to overcome it. He's given you a right now resurrection power. Eternity exists. This is, this is what I have the deepest revelation of. And, and just, just for me, you can, you can appropriate this if you want. For me, this is what I'm, I'm 100% aware of right now in my life. And I'm thankful for being reminded of this. Is that eternity exists and I got to make a decision. If you don't know Jesus this morning, that sting is eternal. And you have an opportunity to say yes, to be committed, to hand over, to deposit your life into the strong room, literally into the vault of heaven, that it's secure. It's giving you the most security possible. You have that opportunity. And some of us have said yes to Jesus, but sometimes the melody of the devil's death march starts to move us. My wife always laughs. She's like, music comes on. My wife starts dancing. I think humanity, it's like the devil has a way of getting us to start moving to the sound of this death march. Today, you have an opportunity to respond. Why don't you join me in standing today? If, if you feel comfortable doing so, this is what I'm going to ask you to do. <clears throat> I'm going to ask you just to close your eyes and 
take the posture where you just maybe just open your hands because really what you're saying when we just take a physical posture this is just a, a physical posture of like I not only want to receive it with one hand but I'm going to open both hands because I want to receive God your resurrection power through your son Jesus Christ with as much as possible so I have both hands like death is greedy this is where you get to go God I want all I, I, I want all of what you have for me and I want more and God is he's so he's actually pleased with that posture just to say right now father in the name of Jesus would open our hearts with open hands for you to pour your resurrection power out not only for my eternity in my life but also for my everyday life now if you're in the room and you're You've never given your life to Jesus. You've never made this commitment. I'm going to give you an opportunity to do so. Now, before I do this, I'm going to make this really simple. Um, It's really super important that you don't walk this alone. And so I'm going to encourage you as I I walk through this closing moment, that if you respond, what I'm going to encourage you to do is take a moment, either immediately in the response or when you leave just you can come forward and talk to one of the ministry team members that are in the front been praying all morning have been praying all week making space in their prayer for this moment i'm going to encourage you to make yourself known because what i've learned is i can't do it alone you and i we were made to walk through this together so if you, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus in years this morning, like, yes, Jesus, would you please pour your resurrection power over my eternal existence? God, I need eternal life. If that's you would, you, would you do me a favor? Would you just recognize me real quickly by just raising your hand, just saying, yep, that's me. Amen. So good. My encouragement to you, I'm going to pray with you here in a second. My encouragement to you is, again, When we're done, go tell one of our ministry team members. Um, It's a super easy process, by the way. They're just gonna be—they're gonna be super overjoyed, and they're gonna pray with you. I would simply just say, um, if you want, you can pray with me. If you're making that decision, there's not a special prayer. I think there's just a posture of your heart to say, Jesus, you are the answer to the insecurity of humanity. You're the answer that I can commit my life. I can entrust my life. I can deposit my life into your hands. Thank you for the resurrection power of what we're celebrating today. Thank you that you, in dying on the cross, you were my Lord and you were also my Savior. For some of you in the room who have said yes to Jesus maybe a long time ago are reminded of the fact that maybe there's some things going on in your life that you're feeling this thing. By the way, this isn't a bad thing. I want to remind you of that. It just makes you human. That you're feeling the sting of some things in your life. And what I want to say to you is the only ointment, the only peace in, that you're going to really be relieved from that is just the application today of the resurrection power of Jesus. 
And so I'm just going to pray. If that's, if that's you this morning, could you just, rec- just recognize me real quick? Just say, yep, I'm feeling the sting of some things. I just want to pray for you. Amen. You might, you might um, this is normal here. Sometimes just some of the ministry team members, um, they might walk up and just put a hand on your shoulder or something like that, and they might pray with you, which is totally fine. But let me just pray, and then we can, we can leave here full of security, knowing the power of Jesus' resurrection is alive today. God, today, whatever the sting is, whatever the whispers of death are, whatever that melody that the enemy's been trying to play over, over our lives. God, we, we, because of your, your resurrection and the power over death, you've given us a power and authority in your name. So right now we say in the name of Jesus, we speak with just a, an authority that we don't even have to raise our voice. We can just speak firmly and say, in the name of Jesus, death, you have no place here. Sting, you have no place here. Anxiety, you have no place here. Addiction, you have no place here. Confusion, you have no place here. Depression, you have no place here. This idea of you don't matter, suicide, you have no place here. The idea of isolation, that you don't belong, has no place here. The idea that you're not significant has no place here. The idea that you don't matter has no place here. So, God, we speak about and we speak over the realities of how you see us. And you see us as loved. You see us as being protected and secure in your name. And we're thankful for that. So, Lord, as we leave here today, we can leave celebrating your resurrection, but celebrating the power of it and its power over our eternity and our everyday. And we thank you. In Jesus' powerful name, everyone said, amen and amen.